Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikbat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvatisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Thank you, Father, for your Word and your calling of your people to do things that they would not normally do. You use imperfect people to bring you glory, even to this day. And I ask that you continue to shine your light down on all your people. In Yeshua's name I pray, amen. So today, as you know, I like to tell stories. So why should this day be any different? So today I'm going to tell you a story about those that made a difference. Moses. There was slavery in the land. A people were being oppressed. For hundreds of years, they labored and were abused. They knew no other life. However, their cries from bondage were heard. But who would be the one to go forth that God would use to free the people? We've read in previous parshas that reluctant person was Moses. He would be the one that God would use as their rescuer. After Moses fled Egypt for killing the Egyptian, striking a Hebrew slave, he lived a new life in the land of Midian, finding solace with his wife Zipporah. He became a shepherd. You have a picture of Moses as a shepherd? It was then that God revealed himself to him from the burning bush. He made it known he wanted to make Moses a shepherd of the people. Moses didn't think he was up to the task. He said to Adonai in Exodus 3.11, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring B'nai Yisrael out of Egypt. He actually argues with Adonai. He was not a great communicator, saying he was not a man of words, that he had a slow mouth and heavy tongue. But what does God say? So what? Who made man's mouth? Or who made a man mute or deaf? Seeing or blind? Is it not I, Adonai? Now go, and I will be your mouth and teach you what to say. God took away his excuses. Moses thought he was weak, but God made him stronger to do what needed to be done. So Moses, with the help of Aaron, goes before Pharaoh and says, this is what Adonai, God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a feast for me in the wilderness. And as the story goes, Pharaoh says no. 
and God executes judgment on the Egyptians. Each time Moses approached Pharaoh and Pharaoh refused to listen. Remember we talked about listening a couple of weeks ago? Shemaying. Pharaoh didn't know how to listen because God hardened his heart. Another plague would befell Egypt so it would be known to God that he is one God over all the gods of Egypt. After the death of the firstborn, they were finally released. Moses brought the people out of Egypt and to freedom. Were they happy? No. Did they thank Moses? No, not really. Did the people still have troubles? Yes. Did they kvetch? Did they rebel? Did they whine and cry? Not whine, you know. Whine and cry and carry on? Yes, yes, yes. But they were free. But that freedom took hard work. But did Moses succeed in his calling? I believe he did. He became the person that God wanted him to be, a savior of the people. Think about what we can learn from the story of Moses. Thank you, Robert. Let's talk about Esther. The people were in exile in Shushan. There rose a man to power at the right hand of the king who was arrogant and evil. The king was duped to destroy the Jewish people at his request. They who were marked for annihilation by a roll of a pure set the date. Who would be the one chosen to save the people? After King Ashavarish held a banquet for quite some time, long time, to proclaim his greatness, and he was pretty drunk, he summoned then Queen Vashti to show her beauty off, but she refused to come. This made the king extremely angry. So the king removes Vashti as queen and searches for a new queen. He arranges for a contest for all eligible women in the kingdom from which he chooses Esther. Now Esther is Jewish, and this is in Persia during the um, exile. But this is not revealed to the king right away. In fact, Mordecai, Esther's cousin, tells her not to share this information. When Mordecai overhears a plot to kill the king, he tells Esther, who in turn tells the king and saves his life. Now Mordecai is not thanked for saving the king's life yet. Enter the appointed right hand of the king, Haman. There you go. Come on, get ready for Purim who makes everyone bow down to him, except when Mordecai refuses, he has enraged him so. He planned on having not only Mordecai killed, 
but all the Jews in the land. When Mordecai learns of Haman's plot, he pleads with Esther to go before the king and spare the people from this fate. But it would be at great personal sacrifice. For if she reproaches the king without being summoned, it could mean her death. Here we find two iconic lines in the book of Esther. Mordecai says, For if you fail to speak up now, relief and deliverance will come to the Jews from a different direction. But you and your father's family will perish. Who knows whether you didn't come into your royal position precisely for such a time as this. She replies for all to fast for her for three days, and then she would approach the king, which is against the law without being summoned. But she says, if I perish, I perish. So she approached the king, and because of his feelings for her, she was allowed to come forward. Now, I'm not going to finish this story because I want you to save it for Purim, which is coming up very, very soon. But what I want to reveal in the book of Esther, there is no mention of God at all. Why is that? I believe the story is meant to show God is at work here and that he can be at work without even us obviously knowing it. Here she is, the king and Haman telling of the plot. Boo. Did Esther succeed in her calling? I believe she did. What can we learn from Esther? Thanks, Robert. Harriet Tubman. There was slavery in the land. A people were being oppressed. For hundreds of years they labored and were abused. They knew no other life. However, their cries from bondage were heard. But who would be the one to go forth that God would use to free the people? People of God can be found, in my opinion, any time throughout history, and not necessarily from Scripture. Here is a woman born into slavery who made a difference. This is Harriet Tubman as a young woman. What I'm reading now is from Wikipedia about Harriet Tubman. Born Araminta Ross, March of 1822, she died March 10th, 1913. She was an American abolitionist and political activist. Born into slavery, Tubman escaped and subsequently made some 13 missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved people, including family and friends, using the network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. During the American Civil War, she served as an armed scout and spy for the Union Army. In her later years, 
Tubman was an activist in the struggle for women's suffrage. Born a slave in Dorchester County, Maryland, Tubman was beaten and whipped by her various masters as a child. Early in life, she suffered a traumatic head wound when an irate slave owner threw him a heavy metal weight intending to hit another slave, but hitting her instead. The injury, however, the injury caused dizziness, pain, and spells of hypersomnia, which occurred throughout her life. After her injury, Tubman, Tubman began experiencing strange visions and vivid dreams, which she ascribed to premonitions from God himself. These experiences combined with her Methodist upbringing led her to become devoutly religious. In 1849, Tubman escaped to Philadelphia, then immediately returned to Maryland to rescue her family. Slowly, one group at a time, she brought relatives with her out of the state, eventually guiding dozens of other slaves to freedom. Traveling by night and in extreme secrecy, Tubman, or Moses as she was called during her day, never lost a passenger. After the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 was passed, she helped guide fugitives farther north into British North America, which is now Canada, and helped newly freed slaves find work. Tubman met John Brown in 1858 and helped him plan and recruit supporters for his 1859 raid on Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. When the Civil War began, Tubman worked for the Union Army, first as a cook and nurse, and then as an armed scout and spy. The first woman to lead an armed expedition in the war. She guided the raid at Kambahi Ferry, which liberated more than 700 slaves. After the war, she retired to her family home on the property she had purchased in 1859 in Auburn, New York, where she cared for her aging parents. She was active in the women's suffrage movement until illness took her over, and she had be, to be admitted to a home for elderly African Americans that she had helped to establish years earlier. After her death from pneumonia in 1913, she became an icon of courage and freedom. Here's one of her quotes. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. I personally cannot imagine what she and others like her went through. But I believe she was chosen. Her calling as a rescuer of the people. A light in the time of darkness. What do these three people that I've talked about this morning have in common? They sacrificed for a cause greater than themselves. Maybe you don't talk so well like Moses, 
Maybe you've been unable to open up about your identity right away, like Esther. Maybe you've suffered traumatic experiences like Harriet Tubman. But nevertheless, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what your past was, where you're from, your economic status, your race, your physical abilities, or your limitations. If you are called to a cause greater than yourself with God, anything is possible. He is our help and our Redeemer. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us direction. Let us know what you want us to do in our lives to bring glory to your kingdom. You are limitless. We thank you for this day and every day. You bless us with your will. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen.